Four sheets to the win. We're ready to come in with our hot takes from the NFL draft. Kicked off Thursday night. Um, So we're going to talk about that. Afterwards, we're going to talk NBA playoffs. Of course, the biggest series of the playoffs kicked off this afternoon. Rockets Warriors. Um, Then we're going to talk Game of Thrones. we got the Battle of Winterfeld tonight. You're listening to this probably after you've seen that episode, but we're going to give a little preview, so it should be good to laugh at us when all of our shit either is correct or goes totally out the out the door. And then we'll probably talk a little memes, a little Avengers, and then finish it up with Cuck of the Week. Connor, you texted us earlier today saying you were writing down some hot takes. Piping you ready hot. to let them rip? <laughs> I'm unloading the fucking clip, baby. All right. Give us your first hottest one. All right, piping hot take. Dolphins, massive, massive winner in this uh, draft. I think Josh Rosen could be one of the biggest steals we've seen in years. I've remained super, super hot high. take. <laughs> I feel like people kind of agree <laughs> on <Maybe>. that. <laughs> A bunch of people are like, oh, yeah, good move. Connor's hottest take. Great move. <laughs> I will, I will say this. McShay did, says that if Rosen was in this class, in this QB class, drafted this year, he'd be the first, first QB taken. I mean, I think a little bit like QBs are sort of the damaged goods thing, like taking a car off the lot, you know? Eh, but I think one, one year I don't think is long enough to sustain permanent damage necessarily. I but agree. Not- I mean, look at Jared Goff. He was fucking atrocious. Mm-hmm. Because of the system and the coach that he was, he was using in his rookie season, and then now he's a f- absolute flamethrower, quarterback for the number one offense in the league the last two years. Yeah. Yep. I mean, regardless, at that price, like a hundred percent worth, worth the, uh, we're taking a flyer on him. Like what he was what is it, he making like six, uh, fifth in the sixty second overall. Pick this draft. second, and you only have to pay him like six million a year. No, six yeah. million over three years. Oh, <laughs> so about two a year. And yeah, but for- I mean, if it's one year less than like if you had drafted a rookie overall, so you kind of have to factor that into comparing him to like Kyler and Haskins and Daniel Jones. Um, but still, like if you're going based on just projecting what they're uh, what is it? Production's gonna be in the future. Yeah, you can do that equally, but you got to factor in the the contract a little bit because all these NFL teams build around their rookie quarterbacks in the the window where you have a rookie QB on the rookie scale salary. So that's you that's definitely true. Have to but that. I think I like if you can't figure out if a quarterback is or isn't your your guy that you're sticking with in two to three years. Like then he's probably not your quarterback of the future. 
And but there's a lot of teams where it's like I think they could have a good team with a quarterback that's on a rookie QB salary, but then once they have to actually pay him that second contract then because they good... can't lose him, then your team just can't succeed around that. You that's, know, that's so true. I do think that's an important component because teams can get caught in that middle space. And even so, now you have a one year less to evaluate Josh Rosen. But he he does still keep the uh, fifth year option even through the trade, right? Uh, I think so. I'm actually not positive how that works. I uh, think I he does. something about that. I don't remember. I mean, obviously you have to pay him a shit ton more money for that fifth year, but I mean, it ends up being a four-year contract instead of a three-year contract now, basically. Regardless, I still think it's a great move for the Dolphins. I mean, a, a fifth and a lo- end of the second round for a I, top 10 guy. When I forgot, I didn't even, uh, maybe you guys don't know this either. Do you know the, the Cardinals trade up for Rosen? I'd, I'd, they trade a third and a fifth to move up last year, and they got back basically a third and a fifth. So yeah. essentially that first, they just burned a first round pick. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> One of the, this, I think this is the quickest someone's ever moved on from a, a first round quarterback. Maybe ever. I yeah, I think it definitely has to be, especially a top ten, top 10 guy. pick. Yeah, much no less. So we talk about. So what do you guys think of the Cardinals' move? You think it was a smart move? Dumb? If I was the Cardinals, I, mean, I would have. If I was the Cardinals, I would have just drafted Nick Bosa and still rode with Rosen and see what he could do in Kingsbury's system. It's hard to say because there is a part of me that's like. If you're Cliff Kingsbury and you want to run a specific system and you think Kyler Murray is the guy, like there's no point in bullshitting around and uh, trying to fix a guy that you don't think will be as good. If you think there's a guy out there that will take your team to the place you want to go, it's a little bit of like the sunk cost fallacy. Um, but still, I-, I was always high on Rosen. So I think Rosen would have done well in that system. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's a toss-up. You just hate moving forward. I get why they did it, but when you evaluate it from point A to point C, it it just looks really bad. But if you're going from B to C, it doesn't look quite as bad, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think it like with quarterbacks, you got to have like the right system around them. You got to have your guy. So I think like. Once you're already in that situation, the Cardinals, I think, made the smart move and just ridded themselves of Rosen and took their guy. Like, it's a new What's regime. What's insane is just that, yeah, yeah, you don't want you don't want guys coming in with other people's QBs because then if Kingsbury sucks and he's like, oh, well, I didn't have the right QB, so then it's just, you want it, the whole organization in lockstep with each other. And if that means drafting Kyler Murray number one overall and taking a loss on the Rosen pick, then then so be it at a certain point. I think that's how you have to operate. Yeah, I get why they did it, but if I was in charge, I would I would have rolled with I think Bosa's gonna be a I think he's as like surefire stud so as, as anybody. Yeah. I don't You're know, Joey's been Joey's brother. His brother can't stay on the field at all. He played what, like four games this year? No, he didn't play four games this year. 
Connor, you're higher no, on this Bo- Bosa than you were on the last <laughs> Bosa at the draft. No, Joey, Joey, when he's been on the field, has been an absolute stud for the Chargers. Yeah, but that if is huge, and Nick Bosa's already had injury concerns in college. Right, he missed four. He missed four games his rookie year, and then he missed half the season last year. <laughs> yeah, great start. Yeah, but he he's been a Pro Bowler when he the season he played. If you're passing up a franchise QB, though, I don't want a guy who has any question marks about health, especially when that guy's got another brother who also has question marks about health. And Bosa's got thirty. Bosa got twenty eight and a half sacks in the, in thirty three games. I think anyone would take that kind of production. But a quarterback's just more important. Like if the Cardinals yeah. decided that Kyler Murray is a generational type QB prospect, you take him a hundred. You should take him. 10 out of 10 times. I don't yeah, care I'm how not, good. I'm, not, I'm, I'm still not good as high. Than, it could be uh, like Lawrence Taylor, like reincarnated. I still mm-hmm. would take the, the quarterback. I'm just not as high on Murray. I don't think he's a generational talent necessarily okay. either. Okay, well, I mean, you have to take it from the Cardinals perspective where it's like they did rate this guy. So if we're just talking about the process of, I agree with the Cardinals process. It sounds like Rick does also. Mm-hmm. Um, do you agree with the process, Connor? I get why they took him, sure, but I'm just saying I wouldn't. That's not what I would have done. I understand the that's logic. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. And we'll see. Kingsbury, Kingsbury's coming in. They're they're hiring Kingsbury solely for his offensive prowess. If he thinks that Murray is the was is the best man on earth to run that offense, then sure, I guess I get why they did it, but. If I was running the show, I would have done it differently, but I I understand why they did it. Going back to Bosa, is Nick Bosa a better prospect than his brother? From what I I understand, Joey was a slightly better prospect, but I think Nick's a little smaller, a little more athletic, but I think Joey's was rated slightly higher. Yeah, I, I agree. It's- All right, Connor, what's your number two piping hot take? Uh, let's see here. Let's get hotter, Connor. That one wasn't hot enough, man. Well, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying they're all piping hot. I'm just saying they, these are just my these are my takes. I said I got takes. I didn't say I got hot takes. I think you right, did love say the, hot the, takes. Jotting down <laughs> mad takes. That was mad, your exact no. quote. Yeah, I'm, I'm jotting down a lot of takes. I'm not saying they're that all was hot. Not, that was not a mad take, dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm saying mad is in take. the vo- mad is in the volume of takes. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right, so let's see here. Just going down the line. San Francisco getting Bosa at two. That's huge. Jets getting Quinn Williams at three. That, that seems like a win for them. Come down to four, though. Absolutely shocked that Oakland went with Farrell over Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I, I had those kind of, those three guys in basically a tier of their own. So he got Murray at Ooh. one. He's, you Nick had Bosa, Williams, Quinn Williams and from Bama, Josh and Josh Allen, Allen from Kentucky as basically their ne- the next tier. Watching the draft, I was absolutely shocked that they didn't go Allen at four. Seems like it would have been a perfect replacement losing Khalil Mack, but well, Cleveland, Cl- Cleveland Farrell out of uh, out of Clemson. Nothing against him, sure, she'll be a solid player, but Josh Allen's gonna be the obvious pick um, there. And then for him to fall to seven to the Jaguars, already pretty stout defense. I think it regressed a bit last season, but that seems like an absolute win for them. Oh yeah. That's a godsend to the the Jags, I think, because they're oh, having yeah. to cut guys 
cut all these veterans and mm-hmm. to be lucky enough to get that that at seven like a a guy who's for sure gonna make an impact his rookie year i think everyone's oh, without really a doubt. high on think, josh allen I've, as a yeah, guy who I can think, produce immediately mm-hmm. i think he's the best he's the best kind of uh i think he has the highest potential of any defensive player in the draft is i mean he was I'm the thinking. most dominant in college last year probably right yeah but I think people – Total production. Yeah, playing against SEC talent too. I mean, it's hard to say between like – well, Quinn and Williams is probably the most dominant. Yeah, I was thinking Quinn and Williams was the – but the thing – the difference between Josh Allen was that he was doing it by himself, whereas Quinn and Williams and Farrell and Dexter Williams and all those other guys did play on like really good lines and really strong defenses – Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen was out there with Kentucky players, just fucking tearing it up. Josh, Josh Allen's Dexter stats Lawrence, are also crazy when you like consider that he was dropping back. He like his sacks and tackles for loss when he's dropping back, like half of half of the downs that he's in. Like he's in coverage. Like I'm sure I'm almost completely sure that his like percentage of rushes that he gets a sack on is the highest of anybody. I believe that because he's he was dropping back. He's basically like he's not pat. He wasn't a pass rusher. He's just kind of an all around outside linebacker in that defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously we love that pick. The pick right before though, Connor, why don't you tee us off on that one? You oh, heard geez, the clip right. that we led with. <laughs> so at number six. America's laughingstock, uh, David Gettleman and the New York Giants, shocked the world and chose Daniel Jones, quarterback out of Duke. It was a uh, it was a love story at the start of the Senior Bowl, much like a lot of these Gettleman picks tend to. G- Gettleman said he saw three series at the at the Senior Bowl and he was in love. He said, "That's my quarterback." Fuck yeah, dude! See three <laughs> series by a guy in a meaningless <laughs> exhibition, and then you take him number six overall. Fuck yeah, dude! Gotta love that. <laughs> I think he sees Eli in him, you know. David Cutcliffe, bred uh, quarterback, six five, great frame, and just has not produced a fucking lick of of shit coming out of Duke. <laughs> not produced a <laughs> lick of <laughs> shit. Nice, dude. I want my guys licking shit. <laughs> oh man, I cannot remember. I cannot recall a more jaw dropping pick. I was I was joking. Like I, I hope to God this happens. But I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't really believe it could. Yeah. It was weird because uh, group. While they're on the clock, our group text was going off about how badly we wanted that to happen, just so how funny it would be. And there, there were rumors out there that Gettleman was really high on Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, it seemed but, impossible like, to it everyone. It seemed too good to be true. Yeah, they had the seventeenth pick too. I mean, take freaking Josh Allen there, and then take Daniel Jones at seventeen. I mean, so they the could have waited until the today 40th or... pick. <laughs> the Broncos the took came out today. at 42, I think. Like, it they didn't right. need to even take them in the first round. A report came out today that there were two teams, apparently, in between the 6 and the 17 pick that would have taken Jones. But that just feels like a, a leak to me from the Giants. So well, save face. I think... The Redskins probably would have taken him if the Giants had taken Haskins is kind of what everyone was thinking. I think the Dolphins were a little bit Dolphins and Redskins unknown. Yeah. 
You think the Dolphins would have taken Jones, but they didn't take Haskins? I mean, that's there were whispers about it. They were the team that people thought might take a quarterback. Other well, than and, two, and the, the, and the Broncos were about, still at ten at that time, so that would be the, the other, two whispers that, that, that the report I'm referring true. to listed were the Broncos and the Redskins, which I don't necessarily believe. I think the Redskins were going to take Haskins if he was there, not Jones. If they're both on the board, so that kind of negates it, and then. Maybe the Broncos would have taken Jones, but I I don't think they would have. No, I Locke, Locke was definitely their number one. If okay, then the that's a bullshit though, report. And if you were the Giants, though, I mean, if the Broncos or Dolphins had taken Haskins, then Jones is the best available for the Redskins. I mean, they there's not exactly a way for them to know that. So it, uh, it, but I, I mean, think- we can't fault the Cardinals for the, for. Going with their guy, what even though it might be some sort of a reach, <laughs> so I guess that's a little bit what the Giants are doing. But god damn, it's such a fucking bad reach. I mean, if it's the guy, is- but I don't think any other team in the league. Like I'm willing to bet if you looked at the 31 other draft boards, no one had Daniel Jones as the number two QB. I mean, I think at some point you good the money. Team, like, okay, that. I get the. You can say the prop, the, oh, the process, like he's their guy or whatever. Well, if your fucking I, guy, if your guy was Tyreek Jackson from Buffalo, and you take him first overall. I'm not defending that just because he was your guy. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, obviously this is like the fucking extreme part of that, and included in the process is David Gettleman making that decision after three series in the Senior Bowl. So it's a shit process from the Giants. Like, <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I appreciate There's zero part of me that will ever defend this. I appreciate Gettleman because all the all the heat was on Elway going into the draft about his QB picking skills. And now, and now it's all on Gettleman. Oh, the winners of Gettleman shit is basically the Raiders. I feel like that took some heat from the Cleveland Farrell pick. Oh, yeah. oh, the Farrell pick, the Farrell pick looks like super reasonable. I feel like compared to the Daniel Jones pick. <laughs> yeah, and then also, like Rick said, Elway, because I mean Drew Locke in the second round seems like the steal of the draft. When Daniel Jones is going number six, no, I, I like the I like the Locke pick like pretty solidly at at forty two. Like I, yeah, I, I thought really they could take value, him at ten. I thought, like I wouldn't have been sh- like I would not support it, but I would not have been shocked in the least for them to take Drew Lock at ten. So for them to get him at forty two, that seems like a pretty decent I mean, situation. Haskins at fifteen—that's the best pick of the draft, I think. I agree. Best of the draft. Of the draft, I I would. That's up there. Still I, like, go trust me, I, I, would, I like, like it, but I like Josh Allen better. Okay, that's I like, that's the only I, other one I could think of. I like Allen a lot, and I think Ed Oliver at nine is pretty solid too. He could have gone as high as three to the Jets, so to get uh, him at nine. I guess, but I feel like I'm everyone just, was mocking Ed Oliver, like nine, ten. Like there's a lot of drafts that had him I still agree. available at ten mock drafts. All right, all right, that's fair. No, but uh, don't be wrong. I fucking I love the Haskins pick. I, I, I'm going out on a limb and saying that Haskins will be the best quarterback in this draft. I don't even think that's that crazy of a limb, to be honest. I personally would would have taken Kyler, especially if you're running Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of guys out there that think Haskins is better or as good as Kyler Murray. And we, Connor, we had gone back and forth a month or two ago about Haskins and Murray, and I've actually uh, gone Long up and yeah, in in Haskins based on all the stuff I've read. Mm-hmm. So having 
the maybe 1.5 ranked quarterback in the draft at 15. Yep. I mean, any other year, when are you getting the a guy who's debatably the number one QB in the draft past pick four? Oh, I mean, there are years where the, the top three quarterbacks or top two would go one, two, one, two, three. Yeah. And even yeah. quarterbacks that aren't even – I mean, Blake Bortles went at fucking four. Blaine Gabbert three. went at like three. We had Carson Wentz and Jared Goff go one, two. I mean, none of those guys were like super bona fide prospects, I don't think. Well, I don't know. Wentz and Goff are definitely bona fide prospects. Were they? I mean, when the Rams for sure. traded up for one, oh, when yeah. Rams traded up for one, I don't even no, think people were. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. They were those are huge prospects. Mm, I don't know. I didn't. I mean, get every that every top QB in the draft is going to be a huge prospect. There's yeah, going to exactly. be there's well, going to be inflation there, but I think God, I think Goff and Wentz were both like. Like Goff True and Wentz profit. weren't guys throughout the whole year where people were like, "Oh yeah, you're tanking to get Goff this year. You're tanking to get Wentz." Like no one was saying that. I, I honestly don't remember that much. That's, this is my whole point. This is my whole point is that they were just the best QBs in that draft, and they still went one and two. Whereas Haskins yeah, yeah, and Murray were the best okay. in their draft. You got one at one and one at fifteen. That's yeah. really good value. Okay, no, I I, okay, that. I, that's fair. That's fair. Um, it wasn't like an Andrew. It wasn't like an Andrew Luck situation where you knew from exactly, like the first exactly. first snap of the first college game that year that he was going one. I mean, like how many Andrew yeah. Luck situations are there ever though? I mean, but maybe not quite Andrew Luck, but like a Cam Newton, a Tua next year, like Tua, a Baker Lawrence last year, coming up. Darnold last year. I mean, uh, but Darnold. I don't think Tar- Darnold and Baker are on. That level that you're talking, to. I would say they're closer to the golf. Golf wins. just inflation. No, I think I, I think Darnold was going to that season. Above. He I think Darnold was significantly above Goff and Wentz. I agree with that, Aaron. Darnold had that game against uh, I think Penn State when he was like a redshirt freshman. Yeah, the Rose Bowl. The Rose, the Rose Bowl. Bowl. Okay, he, but I'm saying going into the that. draft. I'm saying going into the draft. He wasn't the first quarterback taken, so I don't think you can say. Well, I, I said Baker was one of my other options. It was one of the other names I mentioned. So it's like Baker was one of those other guys. So you had two of them. Only one of them can be the top QB in that draft. Saquon Barkley got fucking drafted in between them. <laughs> Going full circle back to the fucking shithole that is the New York Giants. The Giants basically effectively traded. Um, They had – hold on. Let me pull this up. Oh, yeah. This was a they had tweet. Two, yeah. They had two routes where pretty much none of this was influenced other than their own decisions. Um, so let me pull it up here. Oh, God damn it. So it's basically door one. The Giants have Sam Darnold, Odell Beckham, and Josh Allen. Door two, they've got Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Jabril Preppers, and Dexter Lawrence. <laughs> that's certifiably insane i said <laughs> speaking of insane i said anyone who takes daniel jones at six needs a frontal lobotomy god it's just terrible i mean gettleman is so fucking bad like is there is there another franchise 
that you would just feel worse about your team other than Gettleman in the NBA or NFL? Um, I think it's safe there's to say got, he's the most there's incompetent. Gotta be. Yeah, I mean, I the know. Lakers? Not the Lakers <laughs> because they got LeBron, but I mean, they're they're poorly run, but I mean, they're in a better shape than Gettleman, I think. I mean, I, he's I not there now, but Grunz, Ernie Grunsfeld with the Wizards. I was Robert previously. Sarver and the Suns, maybe? Yeah, even even then they have they have Booker and, and Aiton. Yeah, and I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy I'm that Gettleman is the worst fucking run. Dude, there's an absolute baseball is not going to be it because baseball is so into like analytics now. I feel like no one's going to make a be that bad. And with ba- no, and feels- with baseball, it's a little bit different because there's no salary cap. So you got teams that are just outspending other teams. So it's a, not quite as level of a playing field, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, but building on that point, Rick, I feel like baseball is definitely like there really are no like retarded, like dumb, dumb teams left. Whereas Gettleman is showing that you got guys that are just ignoring analytics saying, oh, I'm picking, I'm picking hog mollies and football guys in the middle. And I'm just going to fucking ignore the fact that quarterbacks and there's a passing league and that running backs aren't as important and that I'm taking a D tackle. Oh, wait, what was that, Connor? Was right, that last so running backs aren't as important. I, I will agree with that to some degree. He did agree. Well, did talk- Gen- <laughs> I still, still, I'll still back a generational talent, but for example, taking Josh Jacobs at 24, I think is a major reach. I'd rather have Damian. All right. So that was the other name I was going to throw out the Oakland Raiders. Are they is John Gruden up there with Gettleman? Do you think or I don't think so. I, I don't think he's think, a little better than Gruden. Yeah, I don't think Gettleman. so either. Yeah, I mean Josh Jacobs is a crazy pick, but at twenty four, it just looks so much better. Like not, nothing got, against Jacobs. I'm sure. Passed. I'm sure right. Jacobs could be a solid could be a solid player, but taking uh, like. Taking a player like that who wasn't really like a total stud, like solid guy, I would take him in the third round. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take him in the first round. Like you know? the Rams taking Darnell Henderson, sure. Or uh, Pat's took Pat's took Damian Harris from Bama in the third round. I'm sure he could get you get similar production from that. I still, I still, I'm still in the camp that if you have a Zeke or a Saquon level talent, like I'm not, I'm still in the camp that that's fine. Taking that in. All right, well, we'll see how it works out in when the, Saquon Barkley has a bunch of shit stacked around okay, him. We'll but see you how can't, good I, I agree with Connor, but you can't like lump all these other things in with the Saquon Barkley pick. Like I'm you, just saying it'll be a test case for having a generational talent and surrounding him by shit and seeing how good that will be, whereas a lot of other positions you can surround yeah, him by but, shit and they'll make more impact. Okay, but... If they would have made smarter moves, otherwise, they wouldn't be. He wouldn't be surrounded by shit, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this all comes back to a running back relies on you making smart moves in a, a lot of other places, whereas drafting a QB doesn't. I don't know as you, much. You, I can, you could say that the look Arizona surrounded Josh Rosen with like the worst situation imaginable. And now they, they had to burn a first round pick. Josh Rosen's not a generational talent. It's like saying Aaron Rodgers has been saddled with shit for a while, but people would still pick him to make what, the playoffs. What QB that was take it, take it after Saquon. Would you like bet 
is going to have a higher impact than Taekwon in his career on his team? Uh, probably Rosen. I would take. I mean, Josh Allen won games for his team last year on a shit team. I don't. I would still take Saquon over Josh Allen. Over QB Josh I mean, Allen for sure. Josh but, Rosen. Oh, you yes. can see Don't Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Lamar Jackson took his team to the playoffs. I mean, no, I would no, guys no, no way. Yeah, I would exactly. rather have Saquon than Lamar Jackson. That's absurd. Come on, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. He didn't take Lamar his Jackson team to the playoffs, though. They, they his got there in spite of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. They did not win in spite of him, dude. Their team was so much better after he took over for Flacco. I would still, dude. I, fucking Lamar Jackson runs as much as Saquon does. I'd rather have Saquon. Dude, he's not even the best running right, quarterback whatever, in, his, <laughs> in his class. Josh Allen. Yeah, I would dude, take. I would. You're missing the only one. That, you're missing the only one that you can make the argument for. Darnold, yes, that that's the mistake, but. Josh Allen and, and Lamar Jackson, no. See, I don't I, like, but like after the rookie season, like Darnold was fucking terrible. I I, I agree. I, I so here's my thing is that I think he shouldn't have been taken so high. I do agree with that, but I don't think the adage that you can never take a running back in the first round. I think that's dumb. I'm pretty steadfast on taking a running back with the number two pick, regardless of it being Saquon Barkley is a bad decision. So if Jim Brown is available in the 2020 draft, you wouldn't take him second overall because you can get Lamar Jackson or the equivalent? No, I wouldn't. That seems all right. Because, all right, but you're saying t- in, in 2019, yeah. I mean, you just running backs are just not as important. Like okay. Jim Brown in 1960 or whatever. Like, yeah, different story. If Saquon Barkley was playing in 1960. It's a different fucking story. I still think, what about, dude. What about like a super like multi-dimensional running back, like Saquon Barkley? Yeah, yeah. No, I I still don't think so. I, remember, He's I was on your, I was on this fucking podcast a year ago talking about how unimportant Le'Veon Bell was, who is the most multifaceted running back in the league, saying it did not make a fucking difference if he played or if you had a random ass backup who got drafted in the fifth round the year before, and James Conner came in and the offense God did not miss it. a fucking beat all year, and they scored a million points. How like what better example do we need that running backs are not important? I feel like I'm on a cliff on the coast trying to hold Aaron's take back. <laughs> That's the storm. <laughs> Aaron had a, Aaron's take had a good year. <laughs> dude, that's because it's the right fucking take, man. I don't even think this is a take, dude. I just think this should be like gospel. Like taking a running back top three is just not important. As a guy who roots for the Rams, I hate the Todd Gurley contract. When when would you when would you take a running back? Second round, would you take a running back? Sure. That that's I wouldn't be pissed off about taking a running back in the second round. Well, see, here's the thing. You'll never get like Saquon Barkley in the second round. I totally acknowledge that. Like one hundred percent. You're not gonna get him in the second round. But if you can get fucking James Conner in the third or whatever fucking round James Conner was drafted in. See, I still don't think like, James Conner did the same things that Le'Veon Bell did for the Steelers, though. I he was very good he statistically. Didn't do the same thing. He didn't, maybe he didn't do the same things, but the offense was as good. They scored as many points. 
I mean, but you could also say that's just Juju Smith-Schuster being better, you know? I think Maybe was, Juju Smith-Schuster was better because you weren't relying on Le'Veon Bell as much. No, maybe they could have been a better. I'm saying they could have been in like a better offense. You have that third receiving option. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll never know. We'll never uh, know. That's, know. I'm just trying to to stop the all tide of that your the take. Scored more points <laughs> without Le'Veon Bell than they did with Le'Veon Bell. All we know is that the Rams had Todd Gurley miss all the playoffs and CJ fucking Anderson, who got cut from multiple teams in the year, came in and fucking dominated two playoff or one playoff game and was better than Gurley in two other playoff games. That's those things we fucking know. All right. All right. You had a good year. I've said you had a good year. Take did have a good year, but my my point remains on on Barkley. I think we should wrap this up, but. My poor man's on Barkley. If you think Barkley is the next Barry Sanders and you, you have a low grade on Darnold, Rosen, Allen, and Jackson, uh, in which like the Giants could have, and I'm not saying the Giants are good at evaluating quarterback talent, but if you do have a low grade on those guys and you think Barkley is a generational Barry Sanders level of running back, then I stand by that pick. Fine, you don't have to draft a quarterback. Draft at any other fucking position other than running back. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still think <laughs> I still think Barkley's a if you think he's as talented as he is and he ran for two thousand yards from scrimmage and is a, one of the best pass catching backs in the league already, I still think that has value. Take Denzel Ward, take Bradley Chubb, take Quentin Nelson, take Rokon Smith over Sa- Saquon Barkley. Take Minka Fitzpatrick. See, I don't I don't take necessarily disagree with that. That mindset. Take Vander Ash. All these guys are way better picks than a uh, running back. Top top ten might be a little high for a running back, but I think first round, like after ten. Sure, if you got Saquon Barkley at twenty, like yeah, what or fifteen or whatever, like sure, that's a understandable thing to do. I still would not want my team doing it. I mean, they took Todd Gurley number ten. I, like, yeah, it's worked out, I guess, but it, we have no idea. We've seen Todd Gurley suck ass for long stretches of times until Sean McVay came to the team. Yeah, they're just I mean, so like, they're, they're a really dysfunctional organization, though, before and ran a shit offense. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's nothing going to be to, like, a get a – overcome a shit offense in the NFL. There's 11 guys on the field. Aaron Rodgers has been overcoming a shit offensive coach for the last fucking six See, years. Yeah, but uh, and you, I, can I get it's not on, you can depend on like, like uh, him to it's a shit offense, but the quarterback still throwing the ball where they're not putting uh, they're not putting Girdly in the right situations. We weren't putting Girdly in the right situations, I'd say. Yeah, I guess the fact that uh, all right, we don't we don't need to go. <laughs> we we beat this to the ground on multiple yeah. podcasts. <laughs> all right, yeah. What uh, points have been made? Um, so I would say winner of at least the first round would be the Redskins. Would you guys disagree? Yeah, they're my number. Uh, no. I think they got my number one. They got Montez Haskins with 15. Sweat at 26. Who 
Sweat would have been a top 10 pick if not for this heart condition. And I think the heart thing will be ultimately blow over and he'll be fine. So that's a 10 out of 10 draft for me. Yeah, I think that's a 100%. Like that Montez Sweat seems like a guy that is built for the modern league. Mm -hmm. And I think that's worth the risk at 10, like even 10 or something like that. So to get him at 26. 26. Yep. Big winner yeah, for them. Agree. Redskins had a great first round. Uh, we kind of said this already, but I like the Jags, obviously, getting Allen. I like Buffalo getting Ed Oliver at nine. Um, towards the back end of the draft, call, call me biased, but I think the Jerry Tillery pick is huge for the Chargers at 28. One of the top-rated D tackles that fills their biggest need. He's kind of a boomer bust prospect. A lot of guys were – some guys were lower on him, but PFF had him graded out super high. Honestly, Chargers have been killing it in the draft the last few years, so I trust it. I don't remember what podcast I was listening to or what I was watching. That It's just like the Chargers make like the move that everyone thinks they, sh- that should. Everyone thinks they should. Mm-hmm. And it's like working out. Like taking, uh, what's his name last year? The safety. Derwin James falling to him at seven, yeah, everyone, 17 last year. They just take the guy that people think should have been drafted higher and it's working out for him. Yep. Again, Der- they got Derwin last year. Mike eh, Mike Williams looks like a bit of a stretch right now at seven, the Clemson receiver. But, uh, but a really shitty injury. Yeah, also. Bosa, 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 arguably the best player in that draft. He stays healthy. At year before, I don't, I don't like the, I don't like competence from the Chargers. I've, I've lived my whole life with Chargers. In the Chargers will still charge when the games are being played. <laughs> it doesn't matter what their confidence is in April. That's true. That's true. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. And then last one, guys, shout out. I think New England, as always, killed it. Getting Brady a weapon after losing after losing uh, Gronk, I think, will be big. Nikhil Harry will probably end up being the best receiver in this draft at 32. And then really? I like Stan. I like the – eh, watch it. I could definitely – I would not be shocked in the least if he's a total stud for yeah, them. I saw a lot of guys out there raving about that pick also, Connor. Analytics community loves Harry, and it feels like yeah. that's just the kind of move that's yeah. going to work a out for them. Smart guys. A it lot of smart you. guys. Were, um, wide the only thing you. is Belichick's track record of drafting wide receivers is pretty shitty. So That's a, that's a good counterpoint. And then I actually like, so, the, I like the Stidham pick a lot in the fourth round. He was uh, Dan Orlovsky, one of my favorite analysts. Um, he was there. He was like his top great. sleeper. Orlovsky's the man. I think Orlovsky should get that the Monday Night Football gig. Get, he should be the Ooh, like that'd fa- be good. He should be the face of ESPN NFL. I think he's the hands down. Uh, like across I mean, sports, like, good analysis is different than like entertaining Monday Night Football, though. Is the thing. I, think I agree. He, I, I think, think he, he breaks the game down in a way that like makes really complex, hard to understand things. Super digestible for the average fan. So I'd love to see that I, on Monday Night Football. I 100% agree, Connor, that Orlovsky is fucking the best at like taking a play and breaking it down and and making it and communicating it to the, to the audience. Mm-hmm. The only thing is we haven't seen Orlovsky do that on the fly, you know? 
and like Rick said, be entertaining at the same time. Eh, I would, like, well, I, I would say that I have. I've, I've, he's I on would, Get Up all the time, and he's. I mean, it's on. You watch on the Get fly. Up without highlights and audio, Connor. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have the sound on. Oh, I, well, I, said, I do watch some audio. <laughs> No, I do. Connor, I do. Gene Orlovsky on on TV, dude. He's got face for TV, is what Connor's saying. No, I do watch. I do, okay, most of the time, most of the time, I'm consuming Get Up. It is no sound, but I will have it on when I'm getting ready in the morning. Also, Orlovsky comes on the screen and Connor cranks that volume. <laughs> it's still wild. No, How do you what, what do you watch Get Up for if you don't have audio or highlights? I got two words: Laura Rutledge. <laughs> Kills it. Uh, I, I agree, though. I I love Orlovsky. So and I know that I I'll, a guy I'll, like I'll, that would I'll be back in that a little bit. Also, like he'll, he'll post clips of him on Get Up all the time all over Twitter. Watches yeah, and watches analysis of Dwayne Haskins is about four minutes long. Awesome. Same thing with I've, hit a clip I've on watched, Stidham. I've watched a ton of Orlovsky stuff, so I'm I'm totally with you that Orlovsky would be good in the booth. I or. I would think he would be good in the booth. Be a hell of a lot better than fucking Jason Witten. <laughs> Did you guys listen to Rasilla's podcast with Witten? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I never got around to it, actually. I meant to. I wasn't. <laughs> it's basically like Rasilla was just like, dude, like you were getting crushed all year. What was that like for fucking 45 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm going to run that back. I mean, it was fun. it was pretty good. It was a good podcast, actually. That Win comes off as better than he did from the Monday night. Yeah, hard to come off much worse. I mean, like Win seems like a good dude. I'm sure. I'm sure he's a great dude to have a beer with, but pretty shit guy to analyze a football game. Apparently, I do sympathize a little bit with Win that there is definitely an internet thing where you suck ass your first few games mm-hmm. and there is just a wave of oh this guy's trash so yeah. now everyone's just waiting on anything that would be bad and they're like oh yep there it is win sucking yeah. ass again <laughs> it's wow. momentum type thing because i think oh yeah for sure i think like romo got the opposite of it i think yeah totally. i think romo like was calling a couple plays in those first few games and just got a pass <laughs> through all his weird sounds that he makes. I kind of like his weird sounds. That's high energy. I love Romo games, dude. See, but I, now yeah, that, me too. I'll know that I know it though. I it like bugs me every time I hear it. Like, the, oh yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> that bugs me now. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I love it. Honestly, I think it's super fun. I'm Romo, all in. Romo's one of the few guys I think where like he would make a, a less watchable game far more watchable. That's like he moves. The, he's a needle he, mover. But he needs like a Nance type guy is the thing. He needs like a legend to kind of set the pace for the game. I don't know. I think I could have Romo just fucking up there just ranting and raving about whatever, and I would be entertained, honestly. I agree. I agree with that. You see, good I, analysis I disagree with that. And high energy. Well, you think he'd be too much? He just, he just says some dumbass shit sometimes that's like, he talks about like feelings a lot and stuff like that. Like, really, like he's good inside. Cliche. He's got like, like a, cliches. A low, like a low key Gruden. You know, 
Do you think he's like that much more cliche than every other guy? Though I feel like everyone's just cliche. I no, I Gruden Gruden was the most cliche. Gruden's the most cliche. Gruden's Gruden's entertaining enough with everything that it works. I really didn't. I don't like Gruden. I didn't Gruden. like Gruden in the booth. I thought he sucked ass. I, I cool off a little bit, but I used to love, like, when, when he first came on Monday Night Football, I was super high on Gruden in the booth. Gruden, I think it got to Gruden be a little bit much. As hell. It got to be a little bit much at the tail end of it, but in it, yeah, you know, the I first couple he, years, he it was really fun, personally. Far. He leaned in yeah. too far, but I think, I like. I feel like Gruden was never giving me anything that was making me more knowledgeable about football, literally ever. <laughs> He was literally just giving you. I'm he, big he on entertainment. I don't need a guy I mean, that predicts four plays a game. I do. I also don't need a uh, fucking this dude over and over going. This guy right here, man, he just kept it. He's a game. <laughs> funny. He's a game. in on the joke. It's guy right here. Look at this. That is just great football. Like, I mean, I come on. That. That's good for sixty fucking minutes. Yeah, dude, oh, that's I- just entertaining. Once you're in on the joke, it's awesome. You think that's entertaining? I I don't think that's entertaining at all. Hearing your mockery of him right there made me want him back in the booth. Yeah, it's like it's like Frank Caliendo, but it's the real life thing. <laughs> oh, I, I hate Frank Caliendo. <laughs> I've seen him live in Vegas. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> when I was speaking of Vegas, twenty twenty NFL draft in Vegas next year. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like a boys trip. Four, four sheets, and, four sheets live. And I feel like Vegas and then a draft are two separate trips. We don't necessarily need to combine trips. You know what I'm saying? Well, do the dra- do the draft on Thursday and then do Vegas from Friday and Saturday. Fair, fair. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk next year once it gets closer. All right, we're still on the draft. Let's move on to the uh, NBA playoffs. Forty-five, oh, shit, minutes, 45 in. minutes. God damn! All right. Um, do we just want to go NBA playoffs pretty quick then? Sure. Um, I guess. What do you guys even want to talk about? Nuggets won their series. Uh, Celtics kind of took it to the Bucks this morning. I don't know, Rick. You were at the Nuggets game. You want to give us a recap on that? Yeah. So I was saying earlier, but uh, the like. Apparently, it was like a really shitty game to watch on TV because both teams weren't shooting well. But it honestly makes for fucking great TV or not TV, but (laughs) it's great live because like every in that game seven atmosphere, like every possession means so much. So every time the Spurs miss, everyone just goes fucking wild. And it was just so loud at the end of the game. It was awesome. Yeah, I guess the other thing we didn't that happened during the week is the the Blazers won um, on a Dame insane buzzer beater. That was, I mean, is it, that's like one of the craziest buzzer beater shots of all time. Yeah, I agree. I were any of you guys watching that live? It's pretty I late. Left I, night, so. I fell asleep I for me. Work. I was it's like twelve forty-five local. Oh, that that was an that was an epic game. I mean, Lillard going for fifty, his fiftieth point on a forty foot step back jumper over Paul George to eliminate Russ and Paul George. I mean, it was great. 
very very cool moment in Lillard's career. I think right at the mo- that right now Lillard feels like one of the rare guys in the league who has nearly 100% approval rating. Giannis, I'd say, is probably number one Giannis in that category, right? Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. But I think Lillard, over the course of his career, has really just built up a lot of respect. Mm, but Lillard also got swept out of the playoffs last year, and there were some takes out there about them never him not being good enough to be like a guy in the playoffs. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose so, but I mean, right I, now, I, still, I still don't think he's good enough to be a number one. He's the biggest winner of these playoffs. Yeah, that's true. He's dope as hell, but I don't think he's good enough to be a yeah. number one on a sure on like a, a finals team. contender. Yeah, I guess I agree I mean, with that. But if the Rockets beat someone, said this to me. This is not my original thought. If the Rockets were to beat the Warriors and the Blazers beat the Nuggets, do you think the Rock or the Blazers have a chance to beat the Rockets? I'd do Rockets in six. Yeah. I mean, they have a chance for sure. Uh huh. I, I, yeah, obviously, I would still take the Rockets pretty heavily in that, but they would have obviously more of a chance against the Rockets than the Warriors. But I mean, we'll see. All right. Glad so, the Nuggets won. I think Nuggets Blazers will be a much more fun series than Spurs dude, Blazers. The one thing from, from going to the game, Jokic is so fun to watch live. He's. It's unbelievable how unathletic he is, but so good at basketball. Yeah, I'm really curious to see him go up against Damon CJ to see. I mean, much like the running backs takes I have, we all know that I'm very iffy on centers. And Jokic is a guy who has a lot of characteristics that make him unplayable in the playoffs on defense, but his offense is so fucking good. That Honestly, it'll he's be interesting not that bad at defense, and I don't think. I think he's like. I mean, dude, he was. I mean, that athlete, was like the best matchup possible for him in all of the playoffs. I mean, athletic. Way. I agree. Athletically, he's not sued for defense, but I think he's just so fucking smart. He's like a he's like yeah, a so top we'll, top three smartest guy in the NBA for sure. We'll see though if Dame and CJ just put him in pick and roll and go at him every single time down the court. If that happens and if how that works out, that's why I'm just saying it'll be interesting to yeah. see how that plays out. But I think he's gonna kill the the Blazers on guys on the other end. Is the thing? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's totally possible. I mean, I don't even. I, I, I your get the, get your argument on the whole on importance of centers, blah blah defense, blah blah blah. But I think you also grade him differently just because he's so fucking good on offense. Like he's the best passing center maybe of all time. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. Totally. I mean, that's why Embiid's not like a negative, but I mean, even then, Embiid is a dominant offensive player, and against Al Horford, he was significantly less important in the outcome of games. All right. So, uh, since the next round is just starting, do you want to make some predictions? Mm-hmm. We've we've already got three games done. Uh, but so we'll start with the one yesterday. Uh, Raptors, Sixers. Do you guys? Who do you guys take? I've I got Raptors and yeah, you give me Raptors in six. 
I think it'll be. So I'd, yeah. Oh, I had said yesterday before that series start that I would take Raptors in five. Um. So yeah. Uh, what about you, Rick? I would say Raptors in five. I think that. I mean, I was watching yesterday. We were at a bar before the game, and <laughs> they just looked a fucking lot better and a lot more coherent than the the Sixers. Yeah, and the Sixers have some spacing issues, but they were just so much better than Brooklyn. But the Raptors are so good that I think they can take advantage of some of their fl- some of Philly's flaws. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Celtics Bucks is an interesting one. Yeah, it's interesting. I still got I still got Bucks, but it's gonna be a lot tougher series than I expected. I thought I was originally would if you asked me before the game today, I probably said Bucks in five. Now I feel like this feels like it could be a seven game series. I'm similar to Connor. I would have been I was way more confident in the Raptors than the Bucks, but I was definitely a lot more confident about the Bucks this morning at 9 a.m. versus this morning at noon. Um, I still think the Buck. I I would take the Bucks, but I mean it's probably going to go seven, and I would not be surprised at all if the Celtics win, especially after today. But give me the Bucks. I'll I'll take I'll be the contrarian. I'll take the Celtics. Like I feel like the Celtics have just been killed due to like narrative issues, like. Kyrie's weird and is going to leave and stuff like that. And I feel like they've kind of hit a stride here. Um, I mean, they need, they need guys like Tatum, like Tatum had a terrible game today and they need him to need guys like that to step up. But I'll take the experience Kyrie over Giannis. I mean, we saw it today in the game that Kyrie with his perimeter game is just a little bit more dynamic in the playoffs than than Giannis because Giannis doesn't have that shot. Yeah, he hit a few threes tonight, but people don't really respect it, you yeah. know? Um, and he wasn't able – they were able to stonewall him basically in the paint by just sending all sorts of bodies at him every single time he drove. So we'll see how the Bucks respond and adjust for game two. It should be interesting. Um, should we go with the Portland series next so we can finish up with the Warriors Rockets? Sure. Um, so, Rick, who are you taking in the Portland Nuggets series? Nuggets got home court advantage. I mean, God, the Nuggets are so talented, but they're just so damn young. Like, it's... it's it was dope last night watching, like, they just throw it all. Like, they have, like, those four four guys, like, Murray, Harris. Um, blanking on the names now <laughs> that I was saying it. But, anyways, they have all, all these young guys, and they're just more talented. Murray? Yeah, I said Murray. All right. I thought you said M- Morris and Harris. No. Uh, but anyways, you got Morris too. <laughs> they do have Morris, but they're just so much more talented, like throughout the lineup. But Dame is just seems so hot. I'd probably take Blazers and six. 
Connor? Hmm. That's what, this is definitely the toughest one for me. I'd probably lean Blazers, but I think this will go seven without a doubt. Give me, give me Blazers in seven, but super tough, hard-fought series. Could, that, that's the biggest toss-up, I think, of the four. I think I'm going to go with Rick. I'll take Blazers in six. Uh, all right, so we had any anything else you guys want to talk about that? No. We already talked about it a little bit. All right, so Rockets-Warriors, I mean, not the NBA Finals, but it almost feels like it in a sense. Uh, game one was earlier today. The Warriors pulled it out. They ended up winning by like four, I think. Um, it was a pretty close game all the way down the stretch from start to finish. And um, and yeah, Connor, you watched the game, right? Yep. Saw the whole thing. Lo- Rockets played him super tough. I'm very happy about that. I think they were 3-1 and one in the regular season, so looking to build on that. I think it'll be a t- tough, hot, hard-fought series, but I'm probably going Warriors in six on this. Durant's been just on fire. He's killing it, playing the best basketball of his career, maybe. Oh, Durant's been so good, and he was great today. I mean, there's this playoffs has just been a very nice, what is that, something in your cap? Flower in your cap? Feather in your cap. Feather, yeah. This has been a feather in Durant's cap for, this is he's significantly better than Steph. It's felt that way. I'm a, very much in the camp that Steph's underrated, but Durant has been so good, and Steph's been a little bit so-so for Steph's standards, especially today. Steph was not very good at all today. He hit one big shot with 24 seconds left, but in the whole fourth quarter, it was just KD just getting bucket after bucket after bucket and was just able to hold the Rockets off for the whole quarter. Yeah. Yep, I'm, I'm in the KD camp in that this Warriors Civil War. I'm not, I'm not a participant in the war. How does I hate them? But I'm a KD guy or Steph. And I'm actually pretty excited. If he does leave, which is, it seems like it's a lot of around the league, I think that the feeling is that it's pretty much locked up that he's going to New York. I'm super excited see, to I see don't that too. What he can up, do though. away from the Warriors. I think I like if, KD's such an like emotional guy that I don't think it's locked up. Dominates but I, his playoffs and like the Warriors fans give him a ton of love at home. I could see him just switching back to being mm-hmm. like, okay, we could create the greatest thing of all time. Counterpoint though, if Katie dominates and is the reason, then he might also think, hey, I'm fucking dominating right here. Why can't I go to New York and dominate it and get infinitely yeah. more credit? Yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's that's weird, more likely I personally. Think Kyrie I, is I think Kyrie connected wants- to it. Because what if the what if it's Warriors Celtics in the finals? And and uh, what if they both decide that, or one of them decides that? Look, we had this great run. I'm going to run it back with the same team. And then the other guy, I think Katie's probably. I don't think it's a lock, but I I would very I, much. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I'm just presenting a contrarian point. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I guess I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet my life on it. Put it that way. But I do feel very strong. Well, that's where he's going to be next season. In New York. Headlines out of headlines out of game one. It definitely seems like the focus will be on on the fouls on the three point shots that weren't called. Oh, that was. Would you 
very that was definitely... that was a huge part of this game. It felt like Harden was just getting like every time Harden would, would take a three, he'd be on the ground, and it feels like they're moving in on him where you're supposed to let the guy land. I think as as the I understand the rule book, like he's supposed to be able oh, to yeah. land uninterrupted or whatever the, ter- the I'm not sure the it terminology. Was is. There was probably four or five, five threes, and they all Steph, were- Raymond, Clay, they all they all did it to him, and it wasn't called. Yeah, it was fun. I was shocked. Yeah, I yeah, wish it was like bizarre. Harden officiating in the playoffs is different. Thing was like just uh, like a folk tale, I guess. But, it, but I think it is real. Is like even in the even in the playoffs, though, I feel like normally teams are getting these calls. It was clear these three refs today were like, "Yeah, yeah. we're not calling this today." I mean, that's that's like a, that's like a dan- not I don't know dangerous is the right word. I mean, but that's like, how Kawhi got hurt against the Warriors was because a guy crowded him. You need to let the guy land. Like that seems like like that's a pretty cut and dry I, rule. As I like, I agree that the way it I is interpret the rule book. Like, if you want, if you want to prevent Harden like they were from going being into his personal like an all time great, gaming the system basically, like change the rules. Don't change your officiating. Like still. T- officiate to the rules i think see but here's the thing is i don't even think this was like a playoffs to non-playoffs thing because i feel like in the playoffs they'll typically call like the crowding the shooter thing pretty consistently it's a lot of the other kind of fouls that harden draws that aren't called as much where he's like throwing his arms into people driving to the hoop Mm -hmm. but but this and and there were so many cases and none of them got called. It was crazy, and that was basically the game. I mean, say they call two of those, two of those that they'd be winning if assuming Harden makes five but of I, those six, they win the game. Mm-hmm. And the two technicals that they got that were basically because they weren't getting these calls, they were just frustrated. I mean, that's another two points that the Warriors got. I mean, so that was yeah, those I mean, were it huge. Seems like the refs against Harden. Like I've never been big on like saying like oh, the refs are out out to get a certain team or something like that. But it honestly does seem like in the playoffs, there's a thing where the refs do different stuff with Harden because he looks makes them look like fools the rest of the season. Well, now they're looking like fools. But there'll be plenty of, of people that are on the opposite we'll- side of the Harden thing where they think that he's uh, not a real superstar player that are like support the refs, calling it differently. My guess is there will probably be a pretty big backlash, and it'll be interesting to see what the NBA's two-minute report for the end of the game has, um, and that they'll probably call a bunch of those in game two, if I had to guess. Just goes the other There's way. Yeah, the correction. The ego on some of these refs is bigger well, got- than that. They'll keep. They'll keep at it. Yeah, but the Rockets are going to lobby the league super hard, and if the league t- and it'll be a different crew of refs, I I'm pretty sure. And if the league comes in and is like, "Hey guys, like this was called incorrectly in game one, be on the lookout for this," mm-hmm. then I you would imagine those guys would be quick with the whistle in game two. Yeah, we'll see. 
Well, yeah, we'll see. I hope, hopefully, the Rockets pick up game two because if it, they go down two nothing, that could be tough. I'm a little concerned that I could see it being that like they're so close in this game, and then next game they they lose by ten or something. Sure, that any time you ha- you're within reach, you need to pull it out because how many games are you going to be in w- within reach against the Warriors? Type? Exactly, it's like this is a this was seven eighths of a win, but they didn't get it, and now they're going to be a little bit defeated. So I'd be concerned they're going to lo- lose, not handily, not get yeah. blown out, but I'd be on the lookout for a Warriors win by twelve points. I could that'd be my prediction for game two. Sure, we'll see. Hopefully, it's a good series. Game one lived up to the hype for sure. Mm-hmm, definitely. I mean, this is kind of what the whole season's been building towards. I feel like it's kind of the, the matchup we've all been waiting for this entire year. To see the Warriors. God, it would be so awesome on. if the Warriors lost this series. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that would be. Uh, if KD leaves next year and the Warriors win a title, it'll just be like no one. They basically solidifies the greatest team of all time. Yeah. <sighs> Damn, dude. Honestly, though, if they lost this year and they only win three rings, I feel like that'd be such a disappointing outcome for this this run. To only get three and how many years has it been? Three and five years then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which sounds stupid to say like that'd be disappointing. I this mean, it is so fucking good. No, but I mean, to be – the comparisons were to the Jordan Bulls. So to get three and five versus six and eight, I mean, it's not even a, yeah. in the same league. Yeah. So I mean, I, still I think, think it would be, this is be the super greatest team of I mean, all time. We'll be, will that be, but it would suck for it to be like definitive. I agree, Rick. Like nothing could. Where you won't have the old heads being like six and yeah. eight. Count them. <laughs> Rings. <laughs> wait, so you you guys still think if they if they lost this series, they lose in the finals, they'd still be they'd be the greatest yeah. team of all time. Yeah, like the over the last two yeah, years, yeah. Mm. No one ever would have beaten that team the last two years. But you have to judge. I think you have to judge it as a whole. I mean, like as an I, as I a think complete the era. only thing that could beat him I mean, is that's, I, it's the little like three. I think I don't think Jordan could beat him for sure. I guess the Rockets almost beat him until Chris Paul got hurt last year. But the Rockets were a fucking great team last year, also. And they didn't win. I mean, so. do you think Jordan's teams would beat him? No, I probably would pick the Warriors to win the game, but I'm just saying, if you judge the entire run versus the entire run, if they don't get a title here, I think Jordan's yeah, teams will be more favorable. Yeah, that's what I want. Favorable. I, but I'll still I, personally I, think that no, I, I, the I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Time. But no, in a, I would probably, in a game... Like if the two teams were like just playing one game against each other, like the best Bulls team versus the best Warriors team, I'd pick the KD and Steph Warriors to win that game. So still. I was thinking about it from like uh, one single singular season. Like the 2017 Warriors are like the best team ever. That's what I was. That's how it's I was. Tw- kind of 2017 about. is that the that's first not the 73 KD win, the first that's KD the year. First year, yeah. Okay, so the the year after they won 73. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is the great. This is the greatest run of all time, I think, for sure. Well, see, I, I don't even. I go I'm, the other way. I go the other way. I say greatest run would be the Bulls. I if would the, If you don't get if a the Warriors, 
then how can you say it's the greatest run when the Bulls had two? Did a three peat twice? Yeah. The Lakers even three peated in the early. 2000s. I think I think. So I would say it's a better. They're a better team, but a better run would be. Well, oh, I'm Bulls separating the this. Bulls run. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, sure. Yeah. Those were two distinct teams. That's fair. Which which yeah, run do you think is better? The second, the second one. I think the '96 Bulls. I is think I think good. the second one. I think I I don't think any of these Bulls teams could beat the Warriors. I would say the the Laker the Lakers three so feet is the only goes to the team that have a chance just because Shaq's just a super fucking dominant player. <laughs> it's hard to compare him to, to today's NBA. I would love I would fucking love to see shit. <laughs> That'd be so fucking sick to see shit fucking Shaq go against this team. Yeah, but the question would be, how do, who does Shaq defend? Draymond Green, and then they'd have to switch him on to Steph Curry? I mean, 2001 Shaq was, he was a super athlete, but he wasn't no, exactly yeah. the fleetest of foot. I agree. It's it's so hard to compare these, because like, you assume if Shaq plays in this era, he's more magic on the magic type Shaq, where he's... At a manageable way, can move. Yeah, you have, have to stay lighter, well. I think. But it's just so hard to compare. Ima- imagine young Shaq in this current NBA. It's Giannis. No, right? I, I, I don't even says. think that. He's way more dominant he, he, than, I think than Giannis. I think, I think he's more dominant, though. I, I mean, guess I love Giannis, but like Shaq guess, was like young Shaq, and if if Shaq stayed at that same like like muscle tone and weight throughout his entire career and played in this NBA, I think it'd be a whole nother level. Cause he, he does like, there's no way Shaq can put on this kind of the way he did. Like, Oh, one. I mean, I think he would have had to be I way think the leaner. Only, I think the only the, thing like that would stop Shaq, basically any team that played, played against him would have to just foul him every time. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Which you, you would have had to have been a better free throw shooter. Yeah, yeah, that that's the kind of thing against it, but I don't think anyone can stop Shaq in this era. All right, should we move on? We're already at an hour fifteen, and we're pretty far, <laughs> far, far <laughs> off our uh, main our main point here. <laughs> would O one Shaq be good in today's? <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> uh, Move, move us along here. Move us along here. All right. Do we want to just, for brevity, just combine Game of Thrones and Avengers into one, scrap all the memes, and then end all right, it so, the week? Uh, sure. All right. uh, my, my question was, is this uh, the biggest weekend of culture right. in our lifetimes? Avengers coming out in the Battle of, Battle of Winterfell. Oh, oh, Dude, that's got to be... That's two one-two like, punches that seems right seems like... The biggest thing like it this is what game of thrones has been building up to this whole season even though the premiere was like mm-hmm. really the yeah. whole series almost and avengers is just so huge i think this is the biggest weekend of culture in our lifetimes the biggest weekend of, only thing that could have made it more culture is if you <laughs> dropped a tape <laughs> Migos drops culture three this weekend. 
Yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> I, I mean, Game of Thrones and Avengers are probably the two number one things of our, at least like of the past 10 years, probably in terms of just cultural impact. Well, what the, I didn't oh, realize Avengers was this big. Dude, yeah. Dude, it absolutely shattered every like oh, I knew it, I knew box it. office this weekend. I shot Brad broke the record by a mile, by a country mile. But before, like before that, I had no idea people. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the biggest movie of all time. That seems insane to me. I had no idea Avengers was this big at all. Oh yeah, dude! People fucking love this Marvel. I mean, it's twenty two movies. It's it's been really fucking well done. That's a wild. There's not many like if you watch any of these Marvel movies. There's. Not many, like, just really crappy movies. I saw the first four, like, a long what? time ago. It kind of sucked, I thought. I've seen... I'm trying to think. I've seen, like, Thor, one Thor, of the Thor's, I think is a couple of Iron the, Man. is probably the worst series among them. But Thor Ragnarok, I thought, was a really good movie. What else are you? Give me, yeah, give me the Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Like one of my favorite Marvel I movies. Give me the break. Honestly, I'm just not really a huge superhero movie guy in general. I'm not. I'm not at all. But give me all right. So give me the breakdown here. Who's I, I threw that out there earlier? Who's in the crew? Connor, so name your crew. Iron Man. Name name. I know the Iron crew Man. You think? <laughs> all right. So Iron Man for sure. I know Downey's like he's the king of this shit. He's the main one. Okay, um, you have the two main guys. Captain America. Say. Okay, I, don't, I didn't know Captain America those was the main guy. I like, I, I like those that. That's cool. Big. Maga Connor, dude, is glad <laughs> that Captain America is one of the main guys. <laughs> um. All right, you got those two for sure. Thor. Yeah, um, those yeah. are the big three, I think. No, that's Wonder DC. Woman? Not Wonder Woman. That's DC. Oh, fuck. Okay, shit. Okay, so I know Superman's not Superman's not gang. That's correct. Batman? Batman, I'm going to say, is DC? Yeah. Superman, okay, Wonder okay. Woman, and Batman are the Justice League. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, fuck. What about... There's got to be like some like C guy, right? There's, a there's another... Well, okay, After so it's like there's the Avengers. There's the Avengers. No, Aquaman, Aquaman. <laughs> That's DC. Fuck. Spider-Man yeah. is like the probably the other biggest... Uh, Marvel oh, guy. I don't, I'm not a big Spider-Man guy. But see, Spider-Man's not originally in the Avengers. I don't. I think. mean, I don't know. Interesting. Okay, who? Am I, okay, who? Who am I missing then? Black Panther. Black Who's Panther? the main broad? Well, Captain Marvel just came out. There's a few girls. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Black Captain Widow who? is. Uh, I've never heard of yeah, any Archer. of those people. See, I don't think Black Widow. I don't think has her own movie. I think she's yeah, just she's in the just Avengers, like, right? She probably has a movie, I who's guess. Brie, Captain who's Brie Larson? Is she Wonder That's Woman? Captain Marvel. Oh, she's Captain Marvel? The Israeli girl is Wonder Woman. Gadot. That's her fucking Gal Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. <laughs> I prefer Brie Larson yeah. to her. <laughs> Thanks for the input. Um, Black Panther Captain Marvel? in this. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. The Hulk. Um, <laughs> speaking, speaking of Black Panther, you see, and MAGA, I guess you see Nick Bosa. One of his like controversial tweets was Black Panther is the worst one in the series. God, <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm of the camp that like Black Panther was very overrated, 
but it's still like a be- yeah, an above I think it's average one of the better movies in movie. the series, but it wasn't overrated. Yeah, in the canon. Look at you what all, with your yeah, with your jargon, <laughs> with your comic book jargon. <laughs> who are, who else is in the gang? Uh, Hawkeye. Who the Arrows. fuck is Hawkeye? He's like the get green, green Arrow. I think is the. Oh, who's green? Well, Green Machine or no, Green <laughs> Green Lantern? DC. Green Lantern is he DC too? <laughs> Damn, dude, what the, DC's thing. fucking oh, up. How is DC thing. not like, DC should be the dominant one, but Mar- like, Disney and Marvel just do this so fucking good. Well, was so historic. Give me the historical background. Was DC usually like? I feel like Batman. I mean, I think Batman's the dog biggest the like Him superhero in terms of movies that there is. But see, that's the only one I like. I'm a I'm a Batman guy. Iron Man was pretty big. No, but People I'm saying like, like traditionally, like throughout time. And okay, I, yeah. I don't think Iron Man's like I that big of a hero in the comics. Nerds, but they just like Marvel is so good at building this universe. People just like Downey. That they. But Iron Man wasn't Iron Man like the first yeah. of all of the Marvel movies. So I feel like Iron Man 1 was a pretty big deal, and that didn't really have any of the cachet of the Marvel universe. Yeah, really. they didn't have it. It wasn't point. like a thing at that cinematic. point. I don't think that Disney hadn't bought them yet. They had bought them after, the, after Iron Man. But I think if you, if you go back to the whole history of comic books or whatever, the top two were yeah, probably that's Superman like, and Batman. He's like fucking up. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Damn, that's correct. Does is DC owned by a bigger company? By, they have to be. I don't know. One, not Disney. Uh, I don't know who releases them, but Fox maybe. I think Warner Warner Brothers. Brothers. Warner Brothers release. Well, DC. Well, I Fox think, is owned by Disney. Warner though. Brothers. Uh, yeah, they're Warner Brothers. Yeah, you're, it's correct. Yeah. This is on. A, this is honestly just like a a Marvel <laughs> to. Uh, be able to do all this with like kind of <laughs> oh, shittier man. heroes. There you go. There you go. Damn, they've got. So they have, they, here's the here's the DC roster: Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, and Aquaman. Yeah, but they haven't done shit. That's pretty with impressive. That. Like they make good solo Batman movies. The Batman movies were good. The Chris Nolan Batman movies were. I mean, good. I think most. Uh, that seems to be more like a Chris yeah. Nolan thing versus DC. Universe I mean, Batman's just obviously. a super, not easy, but I feel like people. Yeah, but the Ben Affleck half Batman, I think people hated. I don't they? think there's been like a solo yeah. Batman movie though. In this, yeah, I guess there's just a Batman versus Superman. Oh, they got the Hulk. Also, we didn't touch on the Hulk. I said the Hulker already. Uh, okay. Oh, this is also Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. But those are just yeah. random. Those are like okay, literally just like random characters that they made like a fucking box office franchise. Like they're not important in the comics, I don't think. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, yeah I man, never that wasp. type of thing. They make like a billion dollars on that. Eh, good good yeah. time to be a Disney shareholder, huh, boys? 
been killing on Disney. Yeah. That one Disney day where they made just a fuck ton of <laughs> gain was awesome. Connor, I like you did not see Infinity War. It's on Netflix. I no hell no. <laughs> I feel like you who's should in watch it? it, dude. Should I? Every single guy that's on the fucking list of Marvel characters is in it. Literally every single one. Infinity War, huh? And Thanos is the bad guy. It gets referenced a shit ton in pop. Yeah, I would like to. I would actually like to know who Thanos is. I have no idea, and I. <laughs> I feel like he comes up with a fuck ton on just in life. I just, yeah. I've just been left out on that. So. I mean, I, right. think I watched it on a plane flight, so it's not like I was like, oh, I really need to get around to watching Infinity War because I generally don't care about the Marvel Universe guys, but I'm glad I watched it. It was a good movie, too. Mm. Thanos is a All great right. villain. What's his, what's his deal? What's he trying to do? He's basically trying to rid the world of overpopulation. Uh, a little bit of a mouth mouthless, huh? <laughs> Thanos, big Malthusian guy. <laughs> That's pretty good stuff. <laughs> Damn, I got ScarJo like in this all one. Of them. She's been in all of them. Oh shit! I had no idea. She's the Black Widow. Ah, okay, okay, okay. All right, let Connor right, Let's, let's take Game of Thrones. <laughs> I feel like we've killed Avengers with our limited knowledge. <laughs> you know, Avengers super fans and you listen to this, these fucking idiots. <laughs> you you don't you never see Infinity War. <laughs> uh I um what else is there? Oh yeah, Game of Thrones. So we got the Battle of Winterfell tonight starting in two minutes so... actually. God damn. Top three people who die. Let's just do that. Connor. Oh, I mean, there's Connor. so many that I feel like are locked. <laughs> Connor, yeah, Oof. you get your all right, all right. Your locks. Who's getting capped oh, tonight? Did you watch Not even three, Just your you locks. Watched the first two episodes. Locks to get capped. I yeah, well, I watched. I'm caught up. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I watched you watch them live. All right, Connor. Be the first time I've seen live. Who's getting capped? Your locks to duck. Um. Brianna Tarth, I feel like, is going to die after getting knighted. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting clipped for sure. She's going to die in like a super valiant way, she'll, but she'll just get fucking slaughtered. Um, die protecting Jamie or some shit. Yeah, so she's out for sure. Uh, ooh, ooh, I got one. The old, the guy with the beard. Um, bald, kind of. No, not Jorah. Well, he'll die too, for sure. What Davos? Davos is getting Davos is getting. Slaughtered. I don't know about that. First five I think minutes. Davos is a survivor. I think Jorah. I think Jorah and Brienne. I think Davos of all the preliminary guys has the best chance to survive, but I think Jorah really? and Brienne are absolute death locks. Yeah, Jorah for sure is getting capped. Um, any big? Who's give me some big dogs? I don't know. Get right? out. See, I don't. I, I think, think they're going to keep the big dogs. Oh, I, I'd be a little. 
Dude, I'd be a little disappointed if, if like one of the top like five or eh, top seven doesn't get capped. Right, I'll be a little uh, you disappointed. You want to hear my theory? I got pretty high expectations for this episode. The Night King is not at Winterfell. He's taking the dragon up to King's Landing, so Cersei might get popped. I've heard that theory. Ooh. Who might get popped? Who? 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 I don't think she will. But Cersei. I, think, I do think I do. One hundred percent believe that the Night King is. Because he wasn't shown in the last episode. I think he's up taking the dragon to True. I thought that was peculiar. Ooh, it's already the out there, guys. It's it's available if we wanted to watch right now. But give me the breakdown, Rick. So he has a dragon. How did he get it? <laughs> he threw a spear in, in uh Viserys. Viserion, yeah. At Viserion. When they were when they were trapped on that like island, surrounded by the White Walkers, and then Daenerys came and saved the them wall. on her dragons. Uh Okay. Hmm. So many. I don't know. Dude, that's like a super major plot point. How do you not know that he had a dragon? No, I knew he had one. I just don't remember how he got it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think so what, other, there's, other there's three total, right? He's got yeah. two. He's got one, and Daenerys has two. Yeah. All right. Well, John has the other one probably yeah. now because he's written it once. Um, Ooh, how, how do you guys think that's going to play out with uh, now that John I was, knows? I, I honestly think the main like, storyline of the season, the other than the whole battle, kind of theory was kind of stupid, but now it seems like it could be a real thing. Just basically What's that the theory? Daenerys is going to go crazy and be a bad guy at the end. And I oh shit! Wanna, and like basically gonna have a heel turn against John. Ooh. Ooh, it would be shitty, I think. But I don't like that. I I want them to like be like on a team at the end. That's what I'm rooting for. But I think it's very possible now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you, Aaron. I don't want it. They're definitely like playing up that angle of like people of like they're. They They're did building that last up season, the though, Daenerys as a villain thing early in the season. And then, like, exactly, exactly. It just last like, Do you think either of them die this episode? I could see Arya uh, dying. After getting that pipe? After getting, after getting banged out? <laughs> if, I, if I had to pick any of the major characters to die, I think I would pick Arya. If we're talking like Arya, here's the tier like Arya, Sansa. John, Daenerys, Cersei, Tyrion. Tyrion. Yeah. You think that's like tier one? How many is that? Like seven, nine? I think I'd probably take Arya number one to die and then Jamie number two. But I think Jamie's got plot armor because he's going to kill Cersei. But if Cersei gets killed by the Night King, then fuck, Mm. all bets are off. God, I don't know. It's fucking tough. Out of that tier, who would you guys pick to die in this episode? Most well, give me the give me the give me the rundown one more time. So John, Daenerys, Arya, mm-hmm. Sansa, um, Tyrion, Jamie, yeah, Cersei, Bran. Bran, I guess. Uh, throw Bran. Fuck. Uh, I'll say I'll take Cersei. I don't to think die, Cersei will die. I'm just saying that the theory I could think Cersei not even could be. I think the theory is true, but I don't think Cersei will die. I would probably take fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arya seems like the most likely one because 
She had so a like in, closure in the last episode. God, I fucking yeah, love Arya closure. though. She's mm. been dope. Like, this she's season. not cool. bad. Bitch, Arya is sick. What do you guys think about that nude scene last week? <laughs> that was shown tits part. for sure. I mean, it got a little nice side I move. I, yeah, I think she's who? Who, or, who do you think's hotter, Arya or Sansa? Oh, dude, oh, no. what? I, Are you I, serious? We were talking about- well, I think Sansa for sure. Oh yeah, I think it is close. close. I, I don't think. I, uh, we were talking about this wait. last week. Yeah, all right, there you really? go. There you go. Some people think it's close, dude. Macy Williams also. Wait, are we talking about them in character and like we're real talking life? real life? Uh, it's, can you really separate the two? Macy Williams has purple hair in real life. I think it's pretty hot, personally, but I still think, I think Sansa I think is Sansa's hotter. Way, I think it's, hotter. A, it's a close game. I was, I was pulling for that. I was pulling for that. You would Sansa. not it in season one. I was pulling for that Sansa Khaleesi <laughs> little, uh, little Les action last weekend. Connor, Connor you should direct the uh, the Game of Thrones porn parody. Wow, there's a few funny names. Game of Bones is one of them. We should we should have Game you write. Throats, you should, maybe? We should have you write know. that up. Oh, the other. <laughs> <laughs> An erotic tale. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be super fucking hot, though. Daenerys, Sansa. Definitely the hottest, too, right? I mean, Daenerys is on a different level. Well, Cersei pre-haircut. Cersei pre-haircut was hot. Yeah, Cersei pre-haircut was pretty hot. I mean, yeah, I mean da- Daenerys is arguably... Dead people? Oh, yeah. Because Marjorie Tyrell is up there. Oh yeah, Tyra. Yeah, she was up there for sure. She might be hotter than Sansa, oh, honestly. Yeah, sure, I think she's hotter. I don't than think Sansa, Sansa is Daener- like that hot. Daenerys like, is the hottest though. I think Sansa's pretty hot. I think Sansa's pretty hot. Dude, Daenerys is like arguably goat, like yeah, TV chick all time. Oh yeah, dude. Honestly, if I had to pick like one girl to hook up with from any movie ever, my or TV, it might be. It's probably her. A movie, well, it's bad. Movies, tough. You're opening a whole other universe. TV, let's keep it within that realm. What what movie would be like an easy thing though? I don't know. Uh, first, first off, ahead, uh, Jessica Simpson, Dukes of Hazard. First thing that comes to mind. <laughs> God, I clearly thought of this before. No, no, I swear I, to God, I should I, have uh, underestimated my opponent, dude. I swear to God, that was totally off top, dude. I'm just saying, movie like it expands the whole universe. That's a little too challenging, but t- keep it within the TV yeah, realm. Sloan from Entourage comes to mind. Okay, yeah, Sloan from Entourage. Uh, Joan. Yeah, I, I, I take think, I think over that's Joan. a different level. Joan's a little too thick. Um, trying to think what else. Who's even this? He's the mother of dragons and a queen, though. Also, you know, like yeah, it's power. Like Joan is hey, just she, a fucking office manager. <laughs> she's a millionaire. Yeah, she's a partner. She's a millionaire by the end of the show, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she's also a she's a partner. Damn it, she earned it. <laughs> um, trying to think of anybody else who would be in this in this conversation. What other shows have I loved throughout the years? Sopranos. No. Oh, ooh, Tony Soprano's daughter. She's hotter in Entourage than she is in Bates? Sopranos. Turtle, and turtle. Entourage. Yeah, she is hotter than Entourage. Actually, yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're fucking, 
we've gotten <laughs> super long on this episode. Let's uh keep moving here. So Aaron, who's your who's your top three? All right, should we wrap it up then? We'll just say ours real quick. Yeah. My to die? I guess I mean <laughs> No, no, chicks to bang. <laughs> I'd go by Khaleesi, Stanza, and Cersei then on that one. Give me, give me um, Khaleesi, Marjorie, Tyrell, Sansa. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa. I thought we were talking about only live characters. <laughs> I'd take whatever. Okay, I'd take oh, uh, Khaleesi, Marjorie. You're missing uh, the uh, Red Witch, though. Who am I missing? Melisandre has some Ooh, super hot Oh, yeah, yeah, that's my top least nah, I'm going. I'm going. Sansa, Marjorie, uh, and that's probably my top three. Oh, dude, that's you. I'm, you're, you're turned down. That's you're turned down. That Sansa pussy. Yeah, I agree with Aaron, dude. I'm in the red witch, man. Nah, dude. I don't know that old ass. Who knows what that what that box is like, dude? Four hundred year old box. Years old, true. I'm I'm going Sansa. I think Sansa would be in. Sansa, she has no emotion anymore. She's a cold bitch. Sansa- <laughs> did she bang did she get banged by uh what's his face that the, the yeah. ramsey super like yeah fuck yeah. ramsey dude ramsey like a lot ah that's left whack fuck yeah fuck Ram- honestly, fuck Ram- ramsey honestly ramsey bro oh, most i think he's the most of most all time. hated character oh, he's of all just time. despicable like wh- who would who would like compete with him fuck ramsey dude honestly I don't even know, honestly. Joffrey. Ramsey's way fucking worse than Joffrey, I, I thought. Agree, I agree. But Ramsey's like less prominent, I feel like. He's pretty fucking prominent in like the fifth and sixth season. Joffrey. Yeah. All, right. All right, well, whatever. I'll... So my locks, <laughs> my locks to die, I'll, I got more than three. So I think people who are for sure Ooh. dead... Are Jorah, Brienne, Theon. Mm-hmm. Those are. Oh, if I'm giving a top three, say, those are the, the top three. The third one. I, I was would going say back and forth on Theon. I and then other guys. I'm just saying are probably going to die. Are Tormund? I think he's fucking toast. Is Tormund uh, the redhead? Yeah. Pod, okay, yeah, don't kill Pod the sex god. Huh. Um. <laughs> oh, oh! I got one. What about uh the nerd Grey, Grey Worm? Oh, yeah, Grey Worm's Grey my third. Worm. Okay, that's actually. what I was gonna Sorry. say. Grey Worm. Oh, Grey Worm's all those speeches sure. last week. Yeah, that's uh, that's my lock. Oh yeah, Grey Worm. Grey Worm. Fucking thin ass. What Sam. about who's who's the fucking Sam. who's John's boy? Me, me and Aaron think Sam is, is Sam our like number capped? one lock no. for, to survive it. Him and Brand to live. Are the number one locks of the year. Damn. Okay, okay. He's going to write the I wouldn't mind seeing him get some capped, honestly. Connor, <laughs> don't like, you like Sam. Too nerdy for you. <laughs> the fat nerd. Yeah, the books. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bookworm. <laughs> Leave the fight in all the jocks. <laughs> Connor, he's going to write like, the story of the. <laughs> it's not as- that, that, I assume, Aaron, that's why you think he's going to live too. He's gonna write this this whole yeah, story. Yeah. He's gonna he write it. Song of Ice and Fire. A song of ice and fire. Ah, interesting. The books are called the Song of Ice and Fire, and people think that he's gonna write that story, the Song of Ice and Fire. 
oh, after shit, last week cool when he was theory. talking about history, like it was a lock, he's gonna live. Damn. All right, I want to place a bet. But, like George R.R. Yeah. R. Martin's like avatar in his own story. He's a fat nerdy. <laughs> That's hilarious. He, he does a ton of cool fucks, shit. What they were talking about last episode. He's the first person to kill a White Walker in this era. Kills a Thin. Fucks a Wildling. Alright. They're not married. Is he married to a Wildling? No. Who, what? The kid Who's is the, his kid Crasters. With? It's not his kid. Oh, you're not going to know who that is. All right. Who? What? No. Wait, is Crasser the, the bastard? Is Crasser like the village of like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, he, like, yeah. he's All the right. father of like everyone in the village? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, deep cut. <laughs> That's super fucked up though. That is fucked up. You just have like... 30 daughters and you just bang all of them. Yeah, that's hella fucked up, dude. Fuck him. Alright, on that note, should we wrap up Cuck of the Week? Oh, wait, Rick, you can have your you, your yeah, locks for the same wait, as mine. With, uh, with your uh, death Grey lock. Worm in there. Subbing Grey Worm for the... I'm, yeah, I'm subbing Grey Worm for the in mine also. I think, I, I think you might live, also. but we'll see. I could see Theon. I think living. he's gonna die to save Bran. Yeah, That's I, 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 I could see that uh-huh. happening, but it was like, um, I remember Network was talking about it that like he's been so he's been such a shitty character that they have to have him do something that only he can do, and I feel like he, he, anyone yeah. can protect Bran and die. So that would be my only reason why he lived. <laughs> Yeah, but what is there ever? What scenario ever? Is I don't know, like leading him to the Iron Islands or something. I don't know. I, I agree yeah, with you that he maybe. he could definitely die. But all right, let's wrap this up. I'm trying to watch this episode, um, and I still got to get some food before this. So let's wipe this up before we go over two hours. Um, all right, cook of the week. Ooh. Yeah. This was a we got yeah. a good addition. So, uh, is that you, Rick? All right. So these are two pretty big cucks, actually. All right. So I'll start with mine then. <laughs> so Russell Westbrook, I think, is uh has anyone got dragged as hard as Russell Westbrook has been this week? Uh yeah, our second nominee for that, Cuck that's Cuck that's true, but like for a superstar, like Gell- people already thought of Gettleman as like a piece of shit. Yeah. Like Russ is a superstar. Generally, has I think people generally view him like positively. He's such passion for the game, but people just meant like his whole feud with Dame, and then he lost lost against the Blazers, and he played terribly for most of the series. I think people just been dragging Russ at. Every which way, dude. I agree. I think I don't really have anything to add. I think that's a great nominee for Cuck of the Week. Connor, do you want to do the Gettleman? Or we already talked about the Gettleman earlier. Yeah, we, ro- we roasted the Gettleman to a fucking crisp. <laughs> Whew, this is two heavyweight cucks right here. Actually, I'm throwing. I'm throwing more behind Davy G. 
I, that was just I think I'm gonna egregious go work. Gettleman also just because Russ is at least he is a superstar, but he did get dragged and got. I mean, he might have got cucked harder by Dame than Gettleman might have just got cucked by everyone. I mean, like yeah, yeah ev- it's kind of weird because everyone's making fun Whew. of Gettleman, where Russ like. Mm-hmm. He's MVP two he was years an MVP ago. MVP two years ago, and everyone defended him this season. It seemed like everyone defended him this season when he was shooting terribly. He, he shot terribly throughout the season. Everyone defended him like that. He provides so much. Yeah, he could be. A, yeah, he could be in a second team and, All NBA, and then like it just all turned against him, like yeah. with his yeah. kind of antics and. And then he and then he went about and said he's just going to become a better shooter. That was one thing. Honestly, I'm going. I'm going Russ for Cook of the Week. Oh, uh, I love to give it to Gettleman. I think it's just I the fall for great fall from so grace trash. for Russ. Yeah, yeah, Rick, you sold me. He just got torched by Dame in every yeah. fucking possible way this week. Connor, you got it. Connor. You voting for Dallas? I'm going for Rick. Are you voting for Russ or Gettleman? Ooh. All right. Russell Westbrook, you have been April 28th, Cuck of the Week. All right. So that's our show. Um, Any parting shots for you? Not really. Except for Game of Thrones. Uh. I would would like nothing more than to see Daniel Jones be the biggest bust in NFL history. All right, on that note, we'll see you next week.